time has come to relieve that pain, which will be better for me, but not so enjoyable for all of you. The Pain Clinic Pro Wrestling Talk Show. Can you feel the pain? Wrestling fans, welcome to the Pain Clinic. That's right, that's where you're here. We're the Pain Clinic for October 7th. Holidays today, it's Bald and Free Day, International Frugal Fun Day, uh, International Walk to School Day on a Saturday here, uh, National Forgiveness Day, and World Card Making Day. Birthdays today, Rhino, you remember him, he's been everywhere. I haven't seen him in AEW yet, but he's been everywhere but AEW so far. Uh, Rhino's 48. Former WWE diva Caitlin's 37 in Impact Wrestling and former Vaudevillian Aiden English is 36 today. The Pain Clinic's brought to you by Salvatore's Old Fashioned Pizzeria, Palmer's Food Service, and Donuts Delight Empire at Culver. Hey, interested in roller derby? Want to be a skater? Officiate Rock City Roller Derby needs you. Contact recruitment at rockderbyrecruitment at gmail.com. And join Rock City Roller Derby. If you're in the men's team, Flower City Fear, F-L-O-U-R, FlowerCityFear.com. They're always willing to look for new skaters, volunteers, anything. So welcome to the show. I'm your humble host, the Cashman. I'm joined by, it's DC Dan Cole. DC, we haven't seen you in the, th- in the Punk's Chance, you know? Uh, <laughs> it's been about five months. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, uh, you know, uh, man, uh, if you can recap in the past five months, um, no, no, you don't have to recap anything. What do you think? Punk's here and gone, huh? <laughs> Again. I'm okay with it. <laughs> there we go. I, it'll, he'll, he'll come up later on the show. I'm sure we'll get more into it at that point. We're also you you, you got to get rid of locker room cancer. Oh, without a doubt. That's why it's, you know, if you see him show up again, then. That's, that's their problem. Exactly. We are joined by uh, Rob Sanderson, the artiste. Rob, how are you doing today? Uh, good morning. Hello. I am. Uh, it is a busy morning, but I'm here. There I am there you doing are. some babysitting as well. If hey. you see another, if you see my niece popping in here. Yep. So, hey. Hi, uh, niece. what a week. Yeah. Crazy, huh? Uh, it is, uh, it's Saturday and we get DC. I'm excited to have DC back. DC, uh, uh, of course from North Carolina, Rob Sanderson from Rochester parts unknown and me as well. My living room, uh, as well as, uh, around New York. And we're here to talk to you about the world of pro wrestling. Uh, you can join us in the chat room on Facebook live. We already got a handful of people in there. Rennie, Jeff, Eugene, Rennie says greetings to you all. And, uh, we're here to talk about the world. Of this is a huge week in wrestling coming up. Uh, because of a few things, but man, everybody is stacking their shows 
against each other coming up this week with uh, we got we have uh, uh, dynamite being on a special Tuesday night going head to head with NXT NXT stacking their card and everything but uh, let's talk a little bit about something that happened last week that <clears throat> we may have uh, you know foreseen uh, was going to uh, we did have the Russell Dream pay-per-view on uh, last Sunday uh, AEW's Russell Dream pay-per-view uh some incredible matches, uh, without a doubt. Uh, you definitely, uh, uh, if you'd missed it, catch the replay. Uh, in, insane. Uh, but I don't. I, I guess what do you get out of the whole thing? Is the very last moment of the show is uh, Adam Copeland making his debut uh, as uh, as Christian and uh, Luchasaurus were beating down Darby Allen, and uh, and not only is it Adam Copeland coming out, but it's still the same music, you know, still the same, you know, not the same voice in the beginning, obviously, but, uh, you know, we kind of saw that coming, you know, I, you know, where was it going to happen on the show? The show was kind of stacked, but there was no title defense on the show. So what was going to be the main event, you know, um, thoughts. I know Rob, you, you were tight on that. What'd you think about that show? I thought it was one of the best shows they've ever put on. Um, you know, I didn't really know what to expect with some of the card. Um, but Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. is the first thing to come to mind. Um, that main event, you know, like, it's no secret. Like, I, I think Darby's, Darby will do anything. Um, he's not my favorite wrestler, but uh that match was something else. I mean, that was quite the main event. It, it, they they definitely uh, proved that they had earned that spot. And, you know, as soon as they said, I think the day before that that was going to be the main event, I think that's when everybody let it sink in. Like, this is going to be Adam Copeland's time. I mean, that's, that's how you do that. Because honestly, it was one of those situations where even though AEW hadn't really teased it, it was out there so much that had he not come out at that point and that was the main event, like there would have been a lot of disappointment out there. Um, people kind of creating their own disappointment, I guess, or something is almost like Tony Khan was forced to deliver, but um, I thought it was great. And honestly, like just, you know, not to jump too far ahead, but just seeing that genuine happiness from Copeland is like, it's really cool to see, like, he's not, he's clearly not just like there for the paycheck or whatever. Like, he wants to be there. You can tell he's going to help. You can tell he's excited and he wants to wrestle all these people. And uh, to me, this is uh, just a huge, huge signing. Um, you know, it's one of those things where I kind of wish it had just been like a true surprise. Like we didn't really expect it. Um, you know, I'm just thinking of like, I've been an edge fan since the nineties and like being there for his first world title win in Albany um, being oh, yeah. at the rumble in Houston when he made his big return and stuff like those are big moments that stand out as just like a wrestling fan. Like I've always been a, a fan of his. So um, I I love, you know, what they're doing in the storyline and stuff, but I, I think that was just a way to kind of cap off a really good pay-per-view. And it's almost in a weird way, like unfortunate that it kind of it, rightfully so, but it, it overshadows kind of the rest of the night when there were a lot of really, really good matches on that show. So um, I welcome that as an annual uh, tradition for this company. DC, do you have any thoughts on uh, how that ended? Oh, I thought it was great. Um, definitely, I want to back up what Rob said. Like, AEW has done three shows in, what, five weeks now? 
And this this one blew everything out of the water, I think they've done for at least the last year. Um, and I did not expect that. So I was I was very happy I tuned in to see that. As far as the way it ended, I mean, it couldn't end any other way. Um, loved the touch that he still gets to keep his music. They just changed the lineup and then have it voiced by his wife this time around. So nice little touch. Very exciting. Um, and his arrival definitely outweighs and outshines uh, a certain departure. Yeah. So now, does that mean his wife is free if she could, like, voice the beginning of his introduction music? Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. I know what happened is I guess WWE said, we don't have anything for you, and we'll give you – a legends contract if you want to stay. And cause he said he had a contract in his hand to stay if he had wanted to. Um, he wanted to wrestle. He still wants to wrestle. He still wants to entertain. He still wants to work with a bunch of people he's never worked with before. And the funny thing is that some of the people that were in WWE that he wants to work with that he's never worked with before. So it shows you, you know, uh, you know, he, he loves the business and he wants to come in he wants to be a part of it. And I thought, it, I thought, you know, but, that's pretty much, you know, that match he had with Sheamus. What was it back in the beginning of September? I, I mean, when was that? I can't remember. <coughs> it wasn't that long ago when they I were. Think up... It was like September eighteenth or something, in middle middle of September. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah, it was not long, that long ago. That that you know, kind of you know, everyone had the feeling that or wait, was... August, maybe August. Yeah, I don't think it was. It was the middle of the month, whatever month it was, which me that helps. I think it was August. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I think that match that he had with Sheamus. I mean, he obviously he said, you know, I'm probably not signing this contract. I'm probably moving on. And then the week before he debuts in AEW, they take him out of all the, uh, the video clips that they do at the beginning of WWE shows that he was in. It was obvious it was happening. The, the weird thing is I hear other people now are interested maybe in moving over to including Sheamus because of a miss being mismanaged by the company and what he's doing. And that wouldn't surprise me in the least. But I think as Edge, the most significant free agent coming over, I think it's the biggest hop from one to the other, without a doubt. You know, uh, in in my head, I've been trying to weigh what is the bigger move. Was it Cody leaving AEW to go to WWE? Yeah. Was it it Edge leaving WWE to go to AEW? I mean, there's there's Um, also like Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson coming over. There's a few, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I almost want to give the edge. The, I, I almost want to give the decision to to Cody just because he was able to. He's a little more in his prime and was able to go like immediately win the Rumble, main event, Mania kind of thing. Um, I don't. I, I mean, I wonder. Edge can still go. It's not the same as you know twenty five years ago, obviously, but. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a, especially kind of surprised that he talks about doing such a full-time schedule and, and wrestling so much, which is, is great. I, I, any of these moves, like I think are exciting, you know, either way, like, was there more that Jade could have done in AEW? Sure. Um, but I think everybody's interested to see <clears throat> what she can do over there. And, um, you know, people going back and forth between companies like that was part of the excitement in the attitude era, especially in, and just the nineties in general. And so um, any of these situations, uh, you know, obviously I'm, I'm more pro AEW, but anything going back and forth here, I think is fun. And I think that this is, uh, 
I don't know. People will probably say that like the the punk thing was bigger. And I you could definitely argue that just because he had been away for so long um, from the business. And obviously <clears throat> Edge is Edge was just on TV. This isn't like his comeback after the nine years or whatever that he was gone. But um, I think it's about as big as it can get right now. And I do think that this just maybe opens the floodgates even more going forward with people that could go to the other company in either direction. So, um, you know, obviously there's a lot of people out there that think like, oh, maybe, like you said, Seamus, maybe Drew McIntyre, maybe Becky Lynch someday. Um, you know, I think I think it's at this point we're expecting that Sasha slash Mercedes will be showing up at some point when she's healthy, um, which I think will make a, a big impact, but I don't know if it'll be edge size, Adam Copeland size, but um I, I just think I think it's great. Um, I was kind of thinking it was maybe going to sell a few more tickets for like tonight's show, although I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the average wrestling fan out there like, oh, this guy's going to talk tonight. Like, should I buy a ticket and go see him um, where it's like, OK, Tuesday, you can buy a ticket and go see him wrestle. Yeah. Um, which yeah. is a little different. Yeah, but... that, that's that surprises me, too. Right off the bat. I mean you've got the first Tuesday dynamite, you know, and I can't remember how long going head to head with NXT NXT says, Hey, and by the way, John Cena's going to be on our show. Hey, triple H is going to be, don't yeah. get me started on <laughs> this nonsense. It's so one company's actually trying to put on a wrestling show on Tuesday and the other one's padding it with people that are going to be doing nothing. Cody's going to be on like our exactly show. What I was saying about like, yeah. do you buy a ticket to go see Adam Copeland talk into a microphone tonight? <clears throat> Um, which, yeah, I mean, like if you're there, like the entrance and the excitement or whatever, but with NXT on Tuesday, it's like, okay, well you can go see John Cena and Paul Heyman manage and Cody Rhodes is going to say something or whatever, but it's not, I, that whole thing to me is so beyond ridiculous that, um, do I think NXT will get better ratings on Tuesday? Yeah, I do. Um, do I think that it would be the most hilarious thing ever if they didn't now that they've stacked it as much as they possibly could. Yes. Well, I mean, they even um, have the undertaker. Okay. They, they, yeah. Well, I heard that <laughs> gong last night. I was just like, are you, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and what's like, I'm sorry, but like, how often do we need undertaker appearances these days? Like he had the full send off. And then since the send off, he's like, finally for the first time like spoken a little out of character and all this stuff like i don't need that appearance i don't know i just and like what is john cena gonna do in a corner yeah. like did you remember the last time you just put him on commentary or something you remember the last time the undertaker was on tv his gong happened he came out he got in the ring he waved at everybody and that was it and it was just an entrance and that's all he did uh you know is that what we're gonna get on nxt is you know but he won't probably. even probably yeah. Okay. I mean, it's just star power. I understand mentioning triple H is going to be on SmackDown next week and, you know, star power thrown out there. It's like, but, the, but they, AEW isn't competition. They, and, but they see this as a big week, obviously. And that's why we're getting edge wrestling on Tuesday. Now first match back edge will be wrestling, uh, which uh, I don't care if it lasts two minutes. So I saw a match last night that lasted like two minutes. I swear. It was a tag match. It was absolutely terrible. Uh, but uh, I think that, uh, you know, it was – go ahead, Dan. Go ahead, DC. No, I was just going to add one thing quick, <clears throat> and it's something I've heard a couple people saying online and 
reading some other things. It's like, well, Edge seemed like this full-time contract and he's almost 50. Like, you know, wrestlers don't usually go that long. Remember, he had that 10-year hiatus. So that was 10 years where his body wasn't taking those bumps 300 nights a year. And he's wanting to make up for lost time. So I think this run is going to be epic. I do like that they asked Ricky Starks if he'd like to wrestle Edge. And, I mean, uh, sorry, Adam Copeland. And Adam, and he said, well, Adam Copeland didn't mention my name when he was going through his list on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, I know that making a list and going through it on TV always kind of ruffles feathers sometimes, you know. But uh, what, what, what I feel like they do need to give him some kind of name because Adam Copeland, like. There's too many Adams? Doesn't doesn't roll up. No, I love that we have another Adam. <laughs> Just, just like Artiste wanted to have his uh, Kevin versus Kevin match with the, uh, <laughs> the mom yes. from Home Alone. Yeah, I want to see an Adam 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 match with Roddy at rings. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the memes to start where someone where you have Roddy yelling Adam and you have like three Adams with their heads turned looking. You know, they just they make their entrances one by one. Like, yep, what what do you want? No, not <laughs> you, the other Adam. And then they just keep parading. There, out. Are, there are some jokes to be done. Unfortunately, uh, you know, Adam, I don't think we're going to see Adam Page for our Adam Cole for a while, uh, but maybe we will. I don't know. They seem to just keep working him into shtick and stuff like that. But yeah, Adam Cole. So Adam Cole, not only, you know, we're talking about Adam Copeland coming out and uh, people chanting his name, and he kind of was seemed overwhelmed by that on Wednesday night because he's not used to hearing his name. You know, he was Edge, you know. I mean, people were calling him Edge in the uh, scrum after the pay-per-view. You know, and they were, and of course, Tony was trying to correct them. Tony shut that down as as quick as possible. Yeah, Tony was trying to correct them because you know, and then I mean, you know, the benefit of the doubt. He's not, you know, he's not, you know, this happened. You know, this reminds me back when uh, Razor and uh, and Diesel moved over to WCW and had to change their names. And uh, and uh, it so was- you're saying that <laughs> WWE is going to have a fake Edge now? <laughs> They're going to bring back the Edge heads? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, who knows? Well, that's what I thought was like it was that like the way the show ended Wednesday the week before with the guys in the masks and costumes. It could have been Edge and the Edgeheads beating up uh, Jay White there at the end. Uh, it wasn't, but uh, or we're not sure if it was or wasn't. It was the Devil Mask. The one Complete that- side note: I love that Matt Cardona was on the uh, podcast this week with the former Iconics. Uh, and mentioned that in AEW he had two matches but got three T-shirts. That's a that's a pretty good ratio. There you go. <laughs> Got that going for you. So uh um so you know, I I'm talking about Copeland still debuting. He comes out Wednesday, talks at the end of the show, and uh brings Christian out. And Christian, of course, he called him Jay, but he's you know, he's he can be called Christian, so it's okay to call him Christian. And uh man, I'll tell you, uh the edit Every time I hear Uncle Jay, I think of Full House. Uncle Jay. Yeah. Uh, the edit uh, of what Christian tells him at the end, you know, just I get it gets lost on TV, but when you catch the replay anyplace else, I just laughed my, my head off. And it's like, I thought, what'd you guys think about that? Uh, you know, Edge like trying to pitch to, I'm sorry, Adam Copeland pitching to Christian, uh, a reteaming and, uh, and going and taking the AEW tag titles. And, uh, I think Christian's become this stoic, angry character that I just love in AEW right now. Uh, Robbie, any thoughts? This Christian run might be the best run of his career. It seems like I've said that before. When he was in Impact Wrestling, I think I was thinking that too because he, he got the spotlight, you know? It wasn't 
you know, and then he went back to WWE and he got the spotlight for a little bit, but then he got pawned off on other teams and stuff. But uh, Rob, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, I didn't really know what to expect too much from him when he first came into AEW, but, um, between this stuff and, and even just thinking back to like the match with Omega, um, when Christian had that impact belt and stuff like he's been on a great run. Um, I, I love the way that they're setting this up. Um, you know, I think it's going to be great when we do get to the point of them teaming, but I love that they're not rushing into that. And, um, that line, like, so, uh, in wrestling, I think these days, and especially on indie wrestling, there is, a there's an excess of swearing, um, which I just don't think is necessary. Um, complete side note. I hate when commentators swear on the indies leave that to the wrestlers to do but if you it's one of those things where if you do it once in a while it's perfect like it it hits um and that moment was just awesome like i don't know anybody who didn't pop when they heard that like i because you had a feeling like all right maybe something's gonna happen here but i don't think anybody expected christian to say exactly that (laughs) and like it was just it was masterful and and everything about it like the the pausing, like waiting for it to happen. The, uh, the way that Christian kind of backed away and edge still had his arms out, like what's going on. Like, are you kidding me? Kind of thing. Um, I think it was just, uh, it was really well done and I look forward to seeing, you know, how the story advances. Um, you know, obviously they're going right into the match with Luchasaurus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, where does it go from there? I, I hope they don't, rush it too much i mean i know we got another pay-per-view coming up in a in a month a little over a month um november 18th yeah six weeks from today um but it's uh i don't know there's so much like story to tell there and you know that these guys like they're doing great work either way but you know that how motivated they're going to be to work with each other that it's just going to be it's going to be awesome and that wasn't something that we really we never really got much of that in WWE, um, you know, nope. and, um, you know, they each went on and kind of did their singles things and stuff, but like, we never really got that feud per se. Like we got moments and stuff, but um, I just think there's so much to do with this that, you know, there is going to have to be a good amount of stuff like, like Wednesday and tonight too, where it's talking and it's not all just wrestling matches. Like, um, and Again, I'm I'm all over the place here with these side notes, but uh, AEW has stepped up their game so much in recent weeks in terms of storylines, characters, all this kind of stuff that's away from just being like, hey, we're the home of professional wrestling. We have great wrestling matches. You sure do, because I can't wait to watch Danielson and Sabre Jr. again, for example, and all this other stuff that we've seen recently. But like having, they've had some shows that, you know, it was a talking segment to close dynamite or there was a cliffhanger or there's these storylines with Cole and MJF. And like, there's so much going on character wise, um, Nana dancing, everything like there's just so much more to it than just the athleticism right now that I think this is like bringing AEW to the next level where, yeah, you don't want to necessarily get yourself into like full sports entertainment category, but you're adding this whole other level that kind of has mostly been missing from the company in the first four years or so um, that I think, you know, it's, it's giving a chance for a lot of these people to develop these new skills and stuff. And I think it's just, it's making things more interesting. 
Um, because I, and I think it's something that could really grow the audience quite a bit too, because there are plenty of us that will watch like match, 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 but that's not everybody. I, you know, like I fully recognize that. Um, and even like with indie shows and stuff, like I appreciate the ones that actually do storylines and all that kind of stuff. That's what I loved locally about like pier six back in the day we were doing tv tapings we had storylines we did funny stupid stuff with you know getting a suit ruined by a pie shot and all this kind of stuff like you just have fun with it and i I think like this is just you know whether it's the backstage attack all of these things that they're doing there's just it feels different and i know like tony said a lot about like a new era maybe bringing in one person isn't a new era but i do kind of get this feeling that like overall like all right that that black cloud has been lifted. That guy is gone, um, <laughs> yeah. which is which is huge. Sure. And it seems as though people are having a little bit more fun at work, a little bit more relaxed, getting to do more character stuff. You're having more opportunities with more pay per views and more shows, more TV time. Everybody uh, gets to be. Kind of everybody gets to be on every show, <laughs> you know. Uh. Yeah, and the, <laughs> but there's there's plenty of work to do with all that too, and and part of that, uh, as I will say again, is like stop having the same people appear on every show or wrestle on every show. Let's keep let's keep working on that rotation a little bit better. Um, there's some people that were on. So I mean, we just saw. 100 matches from julia hart and now she's going to disappear for, for a few weeks or whatever like that's what we keep doing with these people like yeah. that's an exception because honeymoon whatever but like i don't need to see ray phoenix wrestle more than once a week by you the way i also heard, don't I, need to see i heard ray got injured. hurt yeah i heard he got hurt at the end of that match he got carried back to well i mean yeah. he was you saw the, the the two people carrying him back or you know holding him up as he was walking back he unfortunately gets hurt, uh, but yeah, you know, but I, I mean, we love Ray Fien and we got Penta yesterday. So it was like, you know, uh, I, I would just like to say, you know, as I'm complimenting a lot of things and, and this is half in jest, but uh, last night on rampage, a four-way match seeing Alex Abrahantes come out to do with, come two out people. with the first <laughs> competitor in a four-way match and then run back <laughs> sneak out there sneak to the back switch his jacket and yeah. then come out with a fourth person in the match like who are you actually loyal to in this match it's a little <laughs> it's a little too much of the hype man for me yeah uh, i'm last, not gonna lie last but night, credit but la- to him last night when, by the by the way last night was a great rampage i mean one dan Housen, uh 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 a promo evil yeah. evil evil uh uh and uh, we had a dance off to start the show between Daniel Garcia and Jeff Hardy. I mean, I knew you were going to smile about that. Cause I was laughing. I was like, this oh, is yeah. great, man. You know, I, I mean, I just love in general, like seeing like these type of matches, like it's so cool for me to see, like, I mean, not even just Garcia, but you know, other people that have just, you know, been around the Indies forever, the two point and stuff. And like to see them working with these legends and stuff, but just to see that, like, even like Renee said this week, like the, the Garcia dance is like the one thing that like gets her every time. <laughs> like she can't keep a straight face kind of thing. Um, so yeah, no, it's a, it's a nice mix. Uh, you know, another one of those like matches with a ton of people Oh yeah, squeezed into it and stuff. But, uh, I thought it was a pretty good show. Um, yeah. So I, I'm usually critical when they start with a show and they immediately go into three on three or four on four, and that's yeah. what, and it's like, but you know, it's like, oh look, we got something intriguing going on. Daniel Garcia will get in there eventually and do his dance, 
And then Jeff Hardy, of course, the first time they get in the ring together, does his dance, and it's like, oh, this is gonna, this is gonna be great. And there's some, there's some yeah. awesome moments, and it was, a, it was a good show last night. That and Danhausen, and uh, you know, I mean, and, and, and there was a little bit of a rotation there. Like you also saw, there was the, uh, like, like Marina Shafir was in the main event, and obviously I've been critical of her over the years, but <clears throat> she's somebody that has improved a lot. Yeah, how come well. Roddy's not calling out to her? <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that like that whole video, which oh, those audio issues on Wednesday. Yeah, were there miserable. was a couple. There's a couple of goofs going on uh, during the show. A couple. They had a couple. Just, things happen. But like, can you just notice the issue and go to break? Don't show the whole video where nobody can hear it. And then like, oh, we're going to show this again. OK, well, now what is getting cut from the show yeah. to make time for this to air again? If where you, if you like, were on that video was yeah. so ridiculous. But had I seen it for the first time with audio, I think I would have liked it more than like, OK, I already saw this. I yeah. just couldn't hear it. Like if, if you were on Twitter at the time, Tony Khan actually addressed that and said that they had they had overrun. So he didn't care. So he's going to yeah. run it again. So well, I wondered if they gave them either an overrun or more of an overrun because of that well there was uh, i don't know if, the yeah. guide was all screwed up anyways if you were if you based oh, a, no. if you tried to you know base it on the guide by recording then you had to record five uh young sheldon's in a row because for some reason at two in the afternoon a nightmare two in the afternoon it was set on to run on uh on tbs and it's like why is my dvr recording at two in the afternoon it's like because they had screwed the whole guide up so i know there were people who were beefing about that online a bit too so but uh yeah i don't understand how that even happens or how it's not like how they the easiest fix, fix yeah. in this day and age but i want to get something in real quick before we switch gears because yeah. i feel like it's coming i want to back up something artiste uh said as far as you know aew really kicking up the work on storylines really kicking up the work on character development. Can we talk about Tony Storm and how oh, amazing yeah. she's been? And as good as Christian Cage's line was, how can you not give honorable mention to Tony Storm saying it was time for a titty slap? Yeah. Uh, on t as they go to commercial, <laughs> it was like the last thing you After hear. After she like explains like we're a message from our spot, whatever she said. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Hey, no, I love that very that important the break messages. made it online. <laughs> It, she is uh she's timeless yeah no that that work is is incredible um you know i, I wonder how long she's going to do this gimmick if this is a a really permanent thing it's timeless but it's, yeah that's a good point um it's just it's so good and i don't know if anybody else could pull it off as well as she's pulling it off but um i it's something like i'm i'm not going to miss one of these tony segments like they're so entertaining and especially the the interviews the pre-tapes with rj um are just so entertaining and I, I you know he's somebody too that i just love seeing get you know more and more time because he can be such an ridiculously entertaining uh fellow as well yeah I, I mean, yeah it's a good idea to bring that up because the timeless former esw champion a lot of people don't know that but oh, yeah uh, and tag champion and, yeah. and he died in a match too with uh, gregory iron once okay so, but they came back to life so it's okay. He looks good for a guy that died. Yeah. Yeah. He's only got a couple of grays in his hair, you know? Uh, eh, just... <laughs> more than a couple, but don't we all? <laughs> I don't know. I wear hats. So, uh, oh. <laughs> no, uh, uh, so uh, yeah, no, that was a, it was a pretty spectacular. You know, the funny thing is, is I, you know, you always see people that uh, they talk about how does WWE, you know, how, how did they uh, react to, you know, these things happening on AEW and they, they, they didn't, 
they don't give two darns whether Edge is there or not, you know, to be honest. That's what they said. No one, no one was talking about it backstage. So uh, it's interesting that. I think uh, they're happy for him. I think a lot of them are. I mean, I, I think it's, you, you see more and more of that, that like, yeah, there's this competition and all this stuff, but the competition is between the companies. I mean, these people, as you, as everybody knows, like the, uh, so many of these people have worked in multiple places here and they have best friends or spouses or yeah, anything yeah, like wife, between husbands, the companies. Yeah. Like they're all friends. Like it's not, it's, you know, like there's a, it's a healthy competition when you're talking about like the wrestler side of it from a corporate side, business side. Sure. It's more of like a genuine competition or whatever, but you know, I think the workers and stuff are, are happy for edge. And the fact that like a lot of what he talked about, like he, this is a chance for him to do stuff that he hasn't been doing. And, and I agree as well. Like there, there's so much that I want to see him do that. I want to see Adam Copeland do in AEW, which will be really entertaining. And I also, you know, would side with the fact that like for the for the stuff with uh him in wwe there wasn't much left for him to do there no there, i mean there well it wasn't like oh i've got to tune in for this edge match or segment or whatever like it had kind of ran its course you can all you can always figure things out but uh i mean this just seems best for for all parties involved you so. remember when he came back he won the royal rumble then he had a three-way, him, uh, Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan at the time, and and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, where Roman Reigns said he was going to stack them up and pin them, and that's exactly what he did. And that's, you know, and I, I think about that a lot now with, uh, you know, with what's going on with WWE and with the two guys over in AEW, and it's like uh, I would love to get a chance to talk to either of them about that whole stacking up at the end of WrestleMania deal. Cause that's what edge did. He just threw him on top of, I mean, that's what uh, Roman Reigns did. Just threw him on top of each other and pinned both of them. And, you know, like he said, he was going to, uh, and it was the last time, uh, I believe it was the last time Brian, uh, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson was on TV for WWE. I think he had left soon after that, but <laughs> it's squishy. Uh, so that was, the, those were the exact words. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I, it does take me back, but man, it is, yeah, there's a lot of potential to go in a lot of directions with, with these guys now. And uh, what do you think about Jade Cargill getting put on Monday night raw, by the way, she was, I mean, they, it was a picture, it was a still picture, but uh, Michael Cole played her up uh, on raw this past week, talking about new superstar or whatever. And it's like, and they use Jade Cargill as her name. So it is her name, I guess. So, uh, but I, it's like, you know, guys switching companies. We got that and, you know, Dragon Lee and now he's all over. He had a main event match, was it, last night on SmackDown. Beat A-Train, you know, or sorry, is it A-Town, whatever his name is. Uh, uh, Austin I was Theory. about to say, what did I miss? No, Austin Theory. A, a Prince Albert match? A-something. Albert right. back, yeah. yeah. Bring back the X-Factor. No, no, but it's like, I mean, and, you know, I mean, it's did they not know what they had with a guy like him when when he was you know flirting with AEW uh you know and the WWE said oh we're going to put him on every show this week and then they have him now he's going to be called up i guess to smackdown but uh i feel like that's been WWE's MO for the last 20 years is not realizing the talent they have and utilizing it properly yeah that is but i mean uh, you know he, he he was in negotiations with AEW, wasn't he? 
Dragon Lee, or was he actually signed to them at one point? He wasn't signed. I think he was just per appearance because he was also Triple one of those a. like multi-company agreement type things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's <clears throat> it's nice to see them using him uh, over there, uh, and that's what, all these situations like they all kind of make sense to me at this point. Like uh, at some point we're going to see somebody jump ship to the other company and it's going to be like, they don't really fit in here or something. But um, you know, like you said, like I didn't see what Michael Cole said about Jade, but like, as we've been talking about, like she's, she is the perfect type for WWE. Uh, like that's kind of feels like what's where she belongs. Um, and it'll be enter- entertaining to see what she does there. Um, if QT Marshall jumps over, I don't know how that's going to go. For example, we'll see. Could be good. Maybe not. I don't know. I mean, I mean, his work rate and stuff, his style might be better for, uh, WWE, but, um, Dragon Lee. Yeah. I, I, that, he was one that I kind of, I wanted to see a lot more from in AEW. Um, there's so much you can do there. Um, but I mean, it's nice to see that style, uh, you know, get some time in the WWE product as well. It reminds me next week uh, on the show, we are going to have a guest with us for 15, 20 minutes. Kalisto will be joining us. Uh, He's going to be in town here in Rochester doing an event and he's going to come on with us for 15 minutes. So think up all your Kalisto questions. Okay, folks. Cause, uh, 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 it, look, it, look, it looks to be like a fun interview, I hope. Uh, but uh, uh, throw that out there while I can while I was talking about Dragon Lee. But another, uh, he definitely has some WWE experience. I remember if that's for sure. But yeah, no, it's good. It's good that these guys switching from side to side and they're getting immediately put out there too, you know, instead of buried in, in developmental, which, you know, unfortunately happens a lot of times. But man, I mean, Dragon Lee. He showed up one NXT, and next thing you know, he's on Monday Night Raw, NXT, and SmackDown all in the same week. Uh, just uh, an incredible wrestler, too. Got a good chance to go out there and show it, you know? So, um, who was it on last one night? One of the things I really like is how these people are, are going to other companies, and they are actually getting the spotlight and a real opportunity and stuff like that. Cause I feel like there were so many times in the past where somebody would jump ship and it was like, oh, they don't, they're not going to know what to do with this person, whatever. But um, you know, like Cody <laughs> stepped right into the spotlight, all these kinds of things. Like I, I think, you know, I didn't know what they were going to do with dragon Lee. So for him to actually get opportunities there. Great. I saw Lynn Storado last night uh, on uh, an AEW rampage. Lynn Storado, a former WWE wrestler as well. Uh, super experienced Kingston on commentary for Lindsay being out there was perfect. So <laughs> yeah, without telling doubt. some old stories and stuff. I mean, Kings. That's unfortunately I I couldn't hear a lot of the pay per view on Sunday night. So um, at some point I'll have to rewatch the matches to hear more of Moxley's lines um, from the the clips that I did hear that were entertaining. But between Moxley on commentary and Kingston on commentary in the same week, it's uh, those are gems that. It can also make you nervous if you're uh, in charge of a show like that. But I'm and, sure. And also shout out to Stokely for his line about Eddie Kingston. And we don't need a champion that smells like uh, Burger King and uh, menthol or what, I, what I'm trying to remember what it was, but it was it was hilarious. So they uh, yeah, Newports, well, Burger King, Newports. Newports? Things, yeah. Smells like when I go to the gym here in town, you know, it's, it's either that or, or cotton candy. For some reason, they use that as 
perfume to come into a gym with, but very odd. That's not the worst scent. We got some cotton candy grapes over here right now that I'm hoping won't entirely be eaten by my niece by the time the show is over because I want some of them. But <laughs> shout out to cotton candy grapes if you haven't picked those up yet, even though they're so expensive. They're so good. Since I'm mentioning with Jade Cargill getting uh, making an appearance on Raw, we got a little DIY reunion at the end of Raw this past week, too, uh, which... I thought they were going to do a month ago and uh, they just kind of held off until this perfect time. But uh, <clears throat> I wonder if they're, they're going to give Max actually give him a legit run in WWE as a tag tag team. I mean, I hope so. We've it probably one of the best matches I've ever witnessed live. They were a part of. So, uh, um, but uh, DIY, yeah, DIY uh, Johnny wrestling comes out to save Champa at the end of Raw this past week, and uh, it was it was well worth waiting for. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts on that? Uh, you know, now they'll be on a quote unquote major brand, uh, having and DIY will get a run. Hopefully, I am all for a main roster DIY run. Hundred um, percent. Big fan of both of them. Love that they've gotten to do so much together under the WWE umbrella after everything they got to do together before that and stuff as well. Um, and so I'm I'm all about those guys being on TV, but especially want to see them do some some main roster stuff together. I just remember those guys are Triple H guys, and you know that just means that's a good sign too. Is if Triple H is still having some input to these shows that we keep hearing Vince McMahon is editing at the last moment every week still. But uh, um, that that's a, that's a good thing because I don't know if DIY would be a, a Vince McMahon thing, you know. I mean, maybe, possibly, probably not, though. You know, I mean, it's a it's a good thing, so probably not. Yeah, it's a good thing, <laughs> probably not. So, uh, so this uh, we're gonna go through some previews of um, this week's shows coming up, but I do want to let you know, Fast Lane is tonight, WWE, and it's only five matches uh, on the card, which you know is. Perfect for a WWE pay-per-view, uh, I think. But it probably will turn out to be more. The only five announced so far. But uh, we we get we get John Cena in a in LA Knight versus uh, Solo Sequoia and Jimmy Uso after last night's crazy finish uh, on SmackDown with all those guys. What did you think about that? I don't know if you saw that last night, but there was like a standoff in the middle of the ring. You know, first it was like, you know, John Cena and L.A. Knight, and it was like, it was like, uh, uh, it was uh, um, Damian Priest, Finn Balor. Uh, uh, we had uh, Solo Sequoia, Jimmy Uso. We had all the guys from both their groups all standing there, and it was like seven on th- two. And then, you know, they kept, the numbers kept going back. You know, then Cody Rhodes came out, and, and then – it was kind of a weird ending to a SmackDown show with like having a face off and then everyone just pummeling each other. But they're, they're trying to write some stuff in to have, um, I don't know if you saw the Rhea Ripley, Paul Heyman uh, interview segment where Rhea Ripley like basically said that I'm the head of the table or it was, you know, acknowledge me. Yeah. Telling Paul Heyman to acknowledge her and he, and, and then when that, I mean, in fairness, is there anybody that would not acknowledge her right now? No, of course, you know. I mean, Paul, I'm even sweating because it's like I would, he'd love to, but she's like, he's like, well, you know, it involves my guys. I have to go back to the tribal chief and get his approval. And she goes, she goes approved or whatever it was, you know. And he's like, and he goes, no, no, you, you don't understand. I have to go. And she goes, it approved. 
And then she said, acknowledge him. And it was like, it's really, and it's interesting because when they had that standoff in the end, at one point, Paul Heyman then said, jump down off the ring apron and then told Sola Sequoia to come down as well, you know, to get out of the fight, you know, because uh, he was kind of like almost turning his back on Rhea Ripley after she kind of like forced him into, uh, hello. <laughs> Listen, that's not going to top my giant blue bird. Hold on. My giant blue bird in the corner, okay? <laughs> They left out. I need to find a stuffed animal. <laughs> um, but oh, wait, wait, wait. it was an interesting way to end SmackDown to lead into this pay-per-view. And we're going to get all sorts of surprise. Oh, look at that. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and the closer you get to the screen, the bigger it is too. So, uh, uh Whoa. But, uh, hello. <laughs> that's what she said. No. So, uh, hold on. <laughs> we get John Cena, LA Knight and Solo Sequoia and Jimmy Uso. I have a feeling that uh, Roman Reigns is going to, since he's making his re-debut or whatever, season opener, season premiere on SmackDown Friday night, that he probably will be involved in that somehow because it's going to lead to him versus John Cena at the um, crown jewel uh, at the end of the month, which everyone is theorizing. Uh, but we get Seth Rollins and uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, Last Man Standing, which uh, I enjoy the build-up to this feud, and it's going to be a fantastic match. I would love to see Nakamura come out on top. I wouldn't have a problem with that whatsoever. Uh, Io Sky versus Asuka versus Charlotte Flair in a triple threat. These are like all multi-person matches except for except for Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura, so that's probably why it's only five matches announced. Uh, Priest and Baylor versus Uso and Rhodes for the undisputed WWE tag team titles. And uh, Lashley, Montez Ford, and Angela Dawkins versus Rey Mysterio, Santo Escobar, and a mystery partner. Was going to be... Uh, part of the LWO, but both of them got taken out last night. And so now there's uh, now they need a mystery partner. A lot of rumors going on about this right now. Looks like we're going to have a Carlito appearance tonight, possibly. Carlito has been rumored to have been re-signed a while ago by WWE after that last appearance. So Carlito may come in and be wrestling tonight, but that's five matches for fast lane, you know, I don't not sure if they're using the sound effects they've done in the past with the cars racing by our heads while we're watching, but uh, I like I like a I like a five match card that may turn into a six or seven match card. I don't know, but uh, I definitely welcome back Carlito if that's the case, and is also building towards other things. So, well, I don't know what was the like was in there was some pay per view recently that we switched over to after Collision. Oh, it was the NXT one, I think, and it was like. This is still going like it went for like another hour after collision was over. And it's because they do those long breaks between matches. I think more than anything, they're not necessarily doing a ton of matches. It's just taking forever. I'm not a huge fan of that format, but you, you got to wedge those commercials in for people that don't pay for the premium peacock. That's true. No, you're right. I there. wish if paying for the premium peacock, I didn't have to like, it's just like, all right, here's the next match. I know like logistically that's not possible, but like, I don't I don't need the recap videos. I don't need the the other promo videos. Like let's just keep this moving. Yeah, I well, you know, tonight we get a, a nice uh if it, uh collision will be on at seven o'clock tonight, I believe. So you get collision seven to uh nine. So that'll be the pre show if you're gonna you know, watch the WWE pay per view fast lane after that. But uh I think that um I think that uh, I'm trying to think of what else we wanted to talk about before I get to the news. Uh, Dynamite's on Tuesday. I did appreciate that we had a nice run there of uh, like AEW shows airing at their normal 
days and times. I feel like now with hockey starting up this week and everything, like those days are those days are going away quick where we're going to have a lot of bouncing around and stuff again, but yeah, well, starting oh this well. week, you know, we get, and, we, and it will be nice because we'll be our first head to head NXT AEW in, in quite a while. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that will be a lot, it'll be a lot of fun because, uh, who remembers back in the days of switching back and forth, you know, I mean, everybody did it, you know, uh, you know, it's interesting that uh, I was, I saw a moment reminding me so much of Tony Schiavone talking about, you know, Mick Foley wins their title tonight. Let's see how many asses, puts asses in seats with this one. Well, I was watching uh, Monday Night Football and, uh, and the announcer Joe Buck goes, hey, on the, uh, on the, uh, on the Manning show on, on ESPN2, uh, Will Ferrell's on right now. And it's like, okay, so I'm guessing everybody switched the channel to watch Will Ferrell talk with the Manning brothers while the football game was going on. I did. I'll admit it. I did. I switched over. I wanted to see what Will Ferrell had to say. You know, um, it looked like he was just working. Am out. I in the minority of people that just can't stand Will Ferrell? I, I'm not a big fan I, of his movies. Uh, I have to be in the like right mood. There's sometimes I really So like, long ago. Yeah. What did I, we watched one last night with, oh, Strays just came out on Peacock. Watched that last night, which he was like the main voice for um i don't know i mean like he's been in some of my favorite movies of all time but then there's also plenty of times where i'm sick of him so oh, like yeah. i'm never gonna hold it like like for me like anchorman is always gonna be way up on my list and some of the other ones too but there's other movies of his that i just literally will never watch because i know i'm not gonna like him yeah i i, I he, he may have peaked a while ago i wouldn't be surprised at that at all and you know, but he also, you know, he some of his lines in old school though are so underrated. Oh, but without a doubt, without a doubt, yeah. they make great drops, and uh, they. Uh, but he's, I, I don't know. See, my I, my favorite movie that he did is uh, Talladega Nights. If you're not first, you're last. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And you know, there's just so many great lines out of that movie. But overall, they even Step Brothers is okay. But I, I everything else, I I don't need I. I, I could, All right, I so since I, I'm just gonna say, Step Brothers was a movie that, for whatever reason, like I, I think it came out when I was early in college, and I did not like it at all. And then working in hockey, for whatever reason, that movie would be on like every bus ride, and you would think I would get more sick of it, but it actually made me appreciate it eventually. Now I love that movie. Oh, well, there's some. So really I don't know how funny. that happened. There's some funny stuff in it, like the Yoda shirt that dude wears. Though, like half the movie, you know, it's like he does. He has like a Chewbacca mask on with a Yoda shirt running around. So it was like there's just some funny stuff in it, and it's just you know, just uh, maybe we all can relate to you know having a 42 year old. Uh, uh, guy living in your upstairs without a job and stuff, you know, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, I, it was, I thought there was some funny moments in it, you know, and I mean, heck, we even were going to, we had a derby party last weekend and one of the choices was Catalina wine spritzer for the theme. So, uh, <laughs> we'd have to get, uh, we'd have to get, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, was it, uh, who's the art? Uh, what was the, 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 uh, musical uh, guest that was there you'd only do billy joel before a certain point or whatever it was like in in uh Step Brothers. he's like i'm billy joel before 1980 okay i only do stuff before that uh we'd have to find someone like that but that was one of our choices we did not go with it we went with a p uh, pajama party by the way 
So it was it was pretty cool. Uh, I got to wear my monogrammed ones. But uh, so uh, let's I was gonna say Cash showed up naked because he doesn't wear pajamas. Well, that's one thing. That was a joke going on. It's like if I really came, well, uh, okay, sorry, stupid joke. So let's go through some of the news before we get out of here. Uh, so we have a little update. Kyle O'Reilly recently took to Instagram to provide an update on his health, detailing his injury and recovery from a neck injury that required fusion surgery a year ago, September. He explained that the rare post-surgical complication left him unable to move his arm, uh, but his perseverance along with the help of a newbie device uh, had led, I don't even know what that is, I think it's a little electronic stimulator you put on, he has led to significant progress. O'Reilly expressed gratitude for the support from the fans and his determination to return to the wrestling ring, comparing it to an oasis he's steadily approaching on his path to recovery. So we want Kyle O'Reilly back. I mean, he would he would have worked perfectly with this whole Adam, uh, you know, uh, with Taven and those guys. He worked in perfectly. So maybe he'll be back by the time uh, Adam's back too. So I don't know, but... That was that was good to get an update because everyone's been wondering about O'Reilly. Is he ever going to be a mystery uh, guest coming out or anything? And it looks like he's still got a little bit more work to do before he can come back. And if you couldn't use your left arm, or I think it was left arm, I think then he probably would have to retire. But it uh, looks like he's getting having some progress. Um, I mentioned it a minute ago, Fastlane, Rey Mysterio, Santo Escobar were originally set to team up with Cruz del Toro and Joaquin Wilde in a six-man tag match against Bobby Lashley, the Street Profits. However, Cruz and Joaquin got injured during Lashley and Mysterio's match last night on SmackDown, leaving uh, them short of one team member for Fastlane. Mysterio, in a backstage segment, mentioned he would make a call to find a replacement, but the identity of that replacement remains undisclosed. This decision was made in order to facilitate Carlito's return. So, uh, hey, you know what? You're going to get a man chewing up apples and spitting them in your face tonight, looks like. Um, Speaking of tonight. Only if you're not cool. Yeah. Oh, that's true. If you're not cool. Uh, Following tonight's episode, uh, or last night's episode of Rampage, uh, the updated lineup for uh, Collision tonight Adam, wait, Adam Copeland makes AEW Collision debut, responds to Christian Cage. AEW World Tag Championship FTR versus Ricky Starks and Big Bill. We've got the Ring of Honor World Championship Eddie Kingston versus Commander, which Commander won the four-way last night to be able to take on the Ring of Honor champion. Brian Danielson versus Kyle Fletcher. Tony Storm versus Kira Hogan. And it will be at 7 o'clock tonight, folks, if you're a fan. Uh, make sure, uh, you, if you aren't, set your DVRs, 7 p.m. TNT. This week on Dynamite, we are going to get Adam Copeland's first match in the ring versus Luchasaurus. Ray Phoenix versus John Moxley for the AEW International Championship, the one mm-hmm. that Moxley lost to Ray Phoenix. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it, Maybe it's going to go back onto Mox. Maybe he's like placeholding until Mox's concussion was up. I don't know. I I have no idea. Swerve Strickland versus Daniel Bryanson, Brian Danielson to become number one contender for the TNT Championship. Uh, Soraya versus uh, Shida, uh, Hikiru Shida for the AEW Women's Championship. Powerhouse Hobbs versus Chris Jericho. By the way, <coughs> Powerhouse Hobbs wrecking house this past Wednesday, destroying Jericho and Kenny Omega. Uh, sets up a lot of stuff that could happen between all of them. I have no problem with any of that. And uh, we got Jay White versus Hangman Page. Uh, 
Dynamite's being bumped to Tuesday because of TBS sports coverage. I think it's either hockey or baseball. I can't probably win. baseball for TBS. Yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah. So it's baseball. Um, I can. I don't know how many matches Hangman can lose in a short period of time. Um, I hope not. <laughs> I, I love that line. That lineup for Tuesday is great. It's a little weird. Like, there's not a ton of necessarily like actual title matches on Title Tuesday, but then again, it's probably still much, much, much better booked than uh, any of those Battle of the Belts. So, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. Uh, if you so a preview for Friday Night SmackDown: Roman Reigns returns, Triple H to appear. Pretty deadly versus the brawling brutes. So it looks like uh, Ethan Elton Prince there is is healthy enough to wrestle now. Uh, pretty deadly. It will get back to their push that they were getting, which I, I thought they were doing fantastic. Uh, you know, uh, they uh, I I, I kind of dig what they're doing. So it's like uh, we'll see what happens. Um, if you're gonna watch, if you if you're going to tape both NXT and AEW on Tuesday. You might catch The Undertaker on NXT. Undertaker's scheduled to be in Orlando for Tuesday's NXT taping. They didn't exactly say what. It probably could be a pre-taped in the back. Who knows, you know? I, I have a feeling it will not be wrestling a match, so I'm just putting that out there. I but, definitely won't be, and I sure hope it's not. <laughs> yeah. Roxanne Perez is taking on Asuka on the show. Carmelo Hayes with John Cena in Carmelo's corner versus Braun Breaker with Paul Heyman in Braun Breaker's corner. Uh, like I said, we I mentioned that they're, they're working possibly towards John Cena and Roman Reigns at the crown the uh, uh, crown jewel uh, pay-per-view or whatever event, and uh, this could lead to that as well. Cody Rhodes is to make an announcement, and they're having a pub rules match, uh, Butch and Tyler Bates versus Gallus. So uh, uh, that is on Tuesday. So you're going to get a lot of great wrestling on Tuesday night. Uh, Without a doubt, uh, it will be. Uh, it's definitely uh, uh, going to be exciting. So Wade Barrett announced also this past Monday night that Viking Raiders tag team uh, that uh, Ivor uh, Eric, which one? Which one of the guys for is out for the? It's Eric who's out for the foreseeable future. Uh, during a match the week before, he lost a singles match to Xavier Woods during the same show. Oh, no, Ivor, Ivor lost the match to Xavier Woods. Ivor uh, will be having a Viking rules match against Kofi Kingston. Eric is expected to be absent for several months. I'm not sure exactly what happened. I'm trying to remember the match because uh, it, they always are so exciting with the pageantry and everything that starts it up. But Eric is out after surgery and said to be at least six months. And I feel terrible for the Viking Raiders. They've came in. They came in gangbusters from Ring of Honor and and were doing everything right. And now all they've had but nothing but injuries in the last couple of years to deal with that sidetracked any sort of push they're ever going to get. And now that Ray Rowe, uh, a.k.a. Eric, is out after surgery, uh, makes Ivar a singles player. Let's see how he does. I mean, we've seen singles player. Big Bill was a singles player in WWE for a while and did very, very well. So maybe, uh, maybe Ivar can do the same. You guys have any thoughts on that? I mean, we're, we're fans of the, what were they called? The Raider, uh, the, uh, in, in ring of honor, they were war machine, war machine. Yeah. And it's like, and they were so good at the end of that run in ring of honor. You know, I mean, if you ever saw them live when it wasn't on TV, bouncing off the ropes and doing moonsaults and all sorts of things, very, very agile for those big guys. 
and they come to WWE and all they've dealt with was injury, you know, and re and redoing their and gimmick. stupid names. Yeah. Redoing their gimmick and coming out in a Viking. The Viking shed. experience. <laughs> yeah. Thanks I, Vince. I feel terrible for them for that. Cause they, but you know, I mean, obviously they've made more money than they've ever made in their career, but is it, you know, I've been, but they've just got lost in the shuffle and then injuries have not helped at all. So, uh, but, um, I'm a big fan, so nevertheless, uh, TBS is gearing up for a return for the action-packed show Wipeout, co-hosted by John Cena and Nicole Byer. The network recently released a press statement confirming that the show's second season is set to make its comeback on November 7th. This season promises even bigger challenges, <coughs> featuring new obstacles like ding-dong damage, <laughs> trap, trap door, the FaceTime with Nicole, heavy hammer, and the backboned moving bridge. You got me. It's always fun. The commentary is better than anything else when you watch that show. It is so funny. Uh, John Cena is very, very good at that. And John Cena also was hyping up on X this past week. I don't know if I'm ever going to call it X. It's Twitter. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Musk. Mr. Musk. That, that he's going to nah, be. I'm not even going to call him Mr. He's not a Mr. No. Elon. Let me use all my money to buy something and do everything I can to try to destroy it because I think it's fun. Because I want to play heel in real life. What was it again? How much did he pay? Forty something billion. Uh, you know, uh, oh, <laughs> maybe waste that away. I mean, but uh, well, nevertheless, uh, on on X or Twitter, John Cena said, "Hey, I'm going to be in Bron- I'm going to be in Carmelo Hayes' corner against Braun Breaker this week." So now we John first time in ten years John Cena has been on NXT. So it is. Uh, <laughs> excuse me it uh you know it's kind of momental monumental i guess uh a little adam cole update while we're talking about it the AEW superstar current reigning ring of honor tag champion told viewers on his latest twitch stream that the ankle break he suffered at dynamite's grand slam is worse than anticipated and he'll actually require two surgeries to repair the damage one surgery will see Cole get a plate and four screws inserted to hold his ankle in place. Cole also told viewers that he is unsure of how long he'll be gone, but it'll probably be a while. He added that this is the most painful injury he's ever suffered in his career. How this affects AEW long-term booking plans for the MJF and Adam Cole story remain to be seen. That's uh, uh, a shame, you know, that, uh, uh, I mean, that's. I really hope, I really hope that they, I don't think it's going to happen, but I would love to see jay white steal that belt from mjf and then eventually he could drop it back to mjf and then mjf could drop it to adam cole or whatever but um i don't like this current status of being like oh well now everything's probably on pause for this really long period of time that adam cole's going to be out and i don't want to say that mjf's title reign has gotten stale just the, the way that it's been booked it's like this world title hasn't seemed important at all um and i really think it needs to be a bigger focus obviously it's it's a good thing that you know with six and a half weeks before full gear they're announcing the the match for that belt already um i kind of wish they had built it up a little bit more first before announcing the match but it's i just don't i don't want to see mjf hold this belt until what like the summer or longer until cole takes it from him and then have like every match in the meantime just be like oh well Clearly, MJF's going to win this match. You don't think anybody thinks Jay White has a chance at full gear, and I would love to see him take the belt. Well, you know, I mean, it wouldn't be a bad thing if they're going to, like, kind of put it off 
storyline between uh, Adam and MJF there. Uh, it wouldn't be a bad thing is maybe take the belt off him for a little while and then have him get it back, and then you can resume what they were going to do. Maybe when Cole gets closer to coming back. Uh, On the And the ROH tag belts, like, those have got to go. Like, I, I understand, like, well, I'm going to keep these until you get back. Like, no, you're not going to wrestle in handicap matches every, what, 60 days or something, which is not even, like, that's going to get old quick, too. Um I don't know. They had so much good stuff going there. That injury is so unfortunate. Um, but I think you've got to call some audibles at this point with it. Yeah. And you've got, you know, and there's a lot of players out there now that you could shift it, the focus to away from that, away from, you know, MJF. But yeah, I mean, he defended the, the ring of honor titles on the, on the pay-per-view last weekend, you know, and, and defended them. So I speaking I, of tag titles on that pay-per-view, yeah. uh, it a hundred percent seemed like Aussie open. We were going to take those belts from FDR if Mark Davis hadn't gotten hurt. And now I'm kind of, I'm bummed about that. I'm happy. Like, I can't wait to see Fletcher's singles match tonight. Um, those guys are so good, but I, I'm curious how long Davis is going to be out. Uh, hopefully that's not too long, but I, that was a title change. I really wanted to see. Yeah. But I, was... I think that was another, another one of the unfortunate recent uh, injury audibles that has had to be called in AEW. Yeah, remember in the good old day. I don't do I. I don't ever remember titles changing on an injury audible ever in the WWE. You know, I mean, if you think about it, it's like I don't remember. Yeah, because someone got hurt. You know, it's like I mean, yeah, the, I can't think of well, one. Well, Phoenix was uh, an injury audible, right? Phoenix winning the title. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, that's why I'm thinking maybe he might get it back for Moxley tonight. With, uh, now, there's been there were way too many times in the past where because uh, luckily we're also at a point where we're kind of moving away from like people doing stuff while they're actually injured because there were so many times in the past where like somebody in WWF would get hurt at a pay-per-view and then all right well they're the plan was for them to keep the belt here so they're still going to keep the belt but then they'll drop it in some weird way the next night or whatever uh in some match where they're barely gonna wrestle or something it's like they don't need to be in the ring if they're hurt but um yeah I, I, audibles are important to call i mean obviously like in that situation that was the right call to not have aussie open take the belts but um it's unfortunate so i don't know i am i the only one that, i feel kind of weird about ftr these days like i just don't have the same feeling about them as i did six months or a year ago um and maybe some of that is Cash Wheeler stuff. Maybe some of that is the the stuff with Phil, Phil. Um, or whatever. Like, I, I am curious if Copeland is going to align himself with those two and, and maybe even tonight. Um, but I don't know. I just don't, I don't have the same feeling about them as I, I once did. And I feel like there's got to be a bunch of people in the crowd that feel the same way. Are you too. letting, are you letting Phil rub you the wrong way? Cause just, I mean, just because even though he's gone now, they're still put in for uh, uh, copyright or whatever. They uh, they want uh, the, what was it again? CMFTR. So it's like, why would they still want to mm. do that? Even though he's gone now, and there's, I mean, they, and, and you know, I did want to. So they can get that merchandise when they do it elsewhere. I was going to say, uh, let's talk a little bit about. There's been some rumors this week about 
that man, Phil, uh, possibly going back to WWE and them now being in negotiations, apparently, that there's been talk back and forth. Nobody's denying it. Nobody's denying it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've heard it. For, you've heard it from many, many places. Do you think, I mean, we know that's a bad idea, right? I mean, uh, Survivor Series so, is yeah. in Chicago. Yeah, that's what I said. Survivor Series is in Chicago. So, uh, but a lot of people think he, he wouldn't be even available until possibly Royal Rumble. So, I like what? All right. Obviously, like, I'm a hater, and that's fine. Uh, You're not like a hater. You just, just, you just like the guy. He's not, he's not even near a favorite, you know? Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, again, that's obviously, that's been the case for, 20 years it's not just a recent thing but the what are you going to do with him if you bring him back like can you get like a huge pop absolutely but there's so many people there that that have gone on record saying they don't want to work with him guys that are top guys in that company like reigns and rollins and stuff like they don't want to work with him and like the way things went last time like i just don't like could you give him a bunch of money to come in and make an appearance and get a bunch of headlines and stuff. Sure. But where does it go from there? Remember they didn't, like, they didn't want him when, when Fox wanted him to commentate on their shoot show that they were doing on the FS one. Yeah. yeah. They, they yeah. didn't want him to be involved whatsoever. And you know, if you look at actually that crew, every single person of that company that from that show is now on uh, AEW. Uh, you know, yep. Renee, uh, Soraya, all of them, you know, it's like, uh, but Joe, yeah, Joe, Adam Cole sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So, so it, it's like, but they didn't even want him on that show. They, they, if they had their brothers, they'd rather have not had him on that show, you know, but he still was on it. And that's really kind of what got him back into wrestling. I think was, you know, being hired by FS one to do, you know, a shoot wwe show where he and he's like the only one who asked legitimate questions on that show half the time anyway so i don't want it but i mean i mean that's one of the like would it make sense to be like hey like we don't really have anything for you that you want to commentate maybe i don't know like maybe he could do something like that at some point if it's not now like in the future or something there are plenty of fans that want to see him but i i also feel like for the longest time i felt like in the minority of people that didn't care to see him and i do feel like there are a lot more people in that camp now that it's not going to be if he if he does anything else in wrestling it's not going to be as favorable of a reaction as it was like when he came into aew obviously there's still plenty of people to be excited to see him and obviously i mean that if he shows up at survivor series i mean that's going to be one of the biggest stories of the year no doubt about it um I just, if I'm, if I'm WWE, if I'm Triple H or whoever, like, I'm just not doing it. Like, yeah, it's but just they, not, they, they some can, things they, aren't worth it. And they can look see at his, the way they yeah. treated him when he, when he showed up at, in Rosemont back in, yeah, you know, the spring or whatever. And they were just like, nah, you got to leave, buddy. Yeah. They, they look at his Q score or whatever it is, you know, the score for like, and he did make the needles move a little bit with AEW when, you know, he first showed up. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and sometimes that's a bigger deal than I think a lot of other things that they look at, you know, and, but I mean, it, it, along those lines and it's kind of maybe, or maybe not similar to Adam Copeland type of thing. It was like the, the big deal of that part of the big deal of that was 
he was showing up after seven years away. When Edge came back in 2020, he was showing up after nine years away. These guys now have been on TV in recent years. It's not as big of a deal if they show up somewhere else these days. Like we've seen them recently. So, um, you know, if if Punk had just come back to WWE, that would have been huge. But now that he's been around, eh, I mean, I don't know. Like maybe you come in and you do a short program with him or or something. I just don't like his ego and stuff. Like I don't. I'm not saying he's somebody who says, like, I have to be the champion. I have to be in every main event, anything along those lines. But he's certainly going to be somebody that's not just going to be complacent to do anything. And, like, he's just, he's not in a spot to come in and be, like, a, a top guy with every with everything else they've got going on there. So No, it's true. It's But, you know, maybe they can handle him better than AEW could. I don't know. Well, they're certainly not going to put up with his <laughs> shenanigans as much of, uh, as much as, uh aew unfortunately did like they're they're gonna they're gonna lay down the law more with him for sure yeah as they should yeah i was gonna say they as lay down should the have law been the case want, in AEW. that's not gonna change who he is right no no and he's yeah. never gonna we know we know who he is at this point yeah you know uh and you know who and it wouldn't surprise me if he did show up but he you know obviously what other choice does he have? I mean, you know, to, we're, you know, there's been talk about impact. I mean, you know, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but I, I can't see that. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, and obviously the impact roster is saying they would like that because it would be huge for them. Like that, that's the biggest thing they could do to get attention or whatever. The problem is people can't find the channel that they're on, but I just, to me, that doesn't make sense for him to, to go back there. Like, is that like after you've been a person who, he didn't main event WrestleMania, but there's been times where he was the guy in the business. Do you then like wrap up your career by going back to TNA after 20 years? So like, I don't know, like nothing against them. I just don't, it's not, that's not the platform to do it. Like if he wants to go do some stuff in like new Japan or whatever, like maybe, but to me, like impact MLW, the Indies, all this, like that just doesn't make sense for me to hit for him to, to at, at this point in my mind, it's WWE or new Japan or nothing. Yeah, I agree. And and they were talking an impact, but, but, you know, it, it could maybe be like a Matt Cardona thing where he just came in a couple of times, you know, but, uh, or, or, you know, I, I, I don't see him doing independence without a doubt because he could have been doing them for seven years if he had wanted to, you know, I mean, there was nothing stopping him from then. So he did I, do like the one under yeah, a mask. Oh, where he had the mask. But, yeah. 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 <laughs> or supposedly who knows who it was, but I think he though I think he still has come out and admitted that was him, but uh, uh, he, he, you know, I don't know, I don't, you know, it's I, I just I think you know Triple H, you know, I think those guys all know it's like they know what headache they're getting into when it involves working with him, and I think that uh, that's the thing AEW didn't know, and it's like, and also I think the AEW, a lot of stuff, uh, and the WWE even admits this, a lot of stuff. Stuff like that would happen in WWE all the time. You you'd never hear about it because they would not let you. You could, if it was mentioned, you would be traced back and you'd be punished for it. So, uh, so, but unfortunately, in AEW, you got Tony Khan who's running the show, and it's like he can't control every person under his house, you know, under the roof there. You know, he, so, he can't. No. He's shown he can't. Yeah. Uh, could it be? Could you find a way to do that a lot better? Sure, could. Um, you know, I, there's a lot of fault on, on that side for the way things were, were handled. Um, and I, I give him all the credit for, 
for finally making that decision and being able to like come out on the stage in Chicago and tell the people live that he'd made that decision and all that stuff. I mean, that was really turning things in the right direction. Listen, in business, like you have to make decisions that you don't necessarily like, but you know, are good for the company. And like this triple H want punk to be there. I, I think it's fair to assume absolutely not, but if you can get a, a six week run out of him to pop the ratings, pop some ticket sales, merchandise or whatever. Is it something to consider? Sure. If I'm in charge in WWE, am I, am I considering it? Maybe, maybe like, I don't want to see it, yeah. but um, you know, it's one of those things where like, there's that mystery out there. I guess once we get to survivor series, we'll see whether or not something happens there. If it doesn't happen at Survivor Series, I don't think it should happen at all. Um, like that's that's when you do it if you can legally do it then or whatever. Um, but you know, if you miss that opportunity, just just don't go for just it. Just remember, but, just remember they all they brought back the Ultimate Warrior multiple times. Okay, yeah. and this is a guy Hogan. Who, I mean, there's all sorts of stuff over the I years. I just saw where, Hogan this past week resigned a Legends contract. Okay. Uh yeah, I know. I rolled I did I rolled my eyes too. It was like Did he sign a contract in Japan and then fly to the US and sign a contract the same day and then I don't know. Wrestle 60, you know Apparently he made up some stories that were called that were called out that were completely untrue about his son wrestling at WrestleMania 39. Uh Yeah. He he uh, he told the guy yeah, from I think Newsweek we're at the point where you can't believe anything. He told he the guys from Newsweek that it was in the Newsweek story, and then they went and just they said no. He said Sean, you know, it was Shane McMahon had apparently called him up and said, "Hey, old man, you want to get back in the ring?" And he goes, "I don't know if I could do it, but maybe my, you know." And he goes, "Well, maybe your son could do it." And it's like immediately that's they're booked for the main event of WrestleMania 39 through Shane McMahon walking around MSG. So it's like that. I read the story. I feel like you forgot at least three brothers in that ring. <laughs> <laughs> brother 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 <laughs> yeah. so, oh sorry hogan yeah i know hogan's never gonna come on the show he'll hate us if he, i'm never gonna say anything nice unless he comes on the show and then i will back kiss, on the show yeah back oh, on the yeah. show that's right i forgot you got to spend some time with him so uh, <laughs> yeah uh so but yeah, yeah, I saw that story come out this week, and then immediately everyone shot down every fact in the story that he had expressed. So uh, that he said there was no chance that was ever going to happen. And it's like, oh, it sounds nice if you can put your son over to be in the main event of WrestleMania last year. Yeah, sure, you know. So much fact-checking of <laughs> old people in the United States these days. <laughs> yeah. So, well, congratulations on your wedding, by the way, Hulk. Uh, he did get married for the third time. I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago. So, um, Brooke but, didn't go. No, no, I heard Brooke didn't go. I wonder, you know, was she younger than Brooke? I'm questioning, you know, I don't know. But uh, not that that would stop anybody. I mean, you know, but <laughs> uh, I think that, uh, uh, yeah, I wanted to end the show on our little CM Punk talk there and thinking, is there a possibility we're going to see him? again, in the world of pro wrestling. And if he wants it to happen, I'm guessing it will happen. So uh, that means, uh, you know, we'll keep our eyes. We'll, we will, much like uh, Adam Copeland joining AEW, maybe around November, in the middle of November, we'll start, you know, having the CM Punk. Uh, and some apparently someone read something into something on Monday night and said that maybe it was a hint about that. So I don't know. Uh, I have, I have to go back and read this story, but I don't necessarily agree. But, uh, uh, 
So that's that's all I can think of. All we need to talk about today is there anything going on. How was a uh, was ESW last weekend? No, that's two uh, weeks ago. No, two weeks ago. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. There's a bunch of wrestling on this weekend. Um, did I did I tell you see you guys see the text I sent out that uh, Peyton Royce is going to be wrestling in Niagara Falls to uh, first time wrestling since I guess a baby. Uh, but I've, I'm not familiar with the, the groups she's wrestling with in Niagara Falls. I can't remember. I got to find this. Is it, is it Neo spirit? Yeah, it's, or... I think it's Neo spirit. Yeah. Something like oh. that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, her husband would have a ton of history, obviously with the Southern Ontario Indies and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I mean that the iconics or what were they? The inspiration also, like they're so entertaining that I, I hope we get another, run of them somewhere soon um but yeah there's a bunch of uh bunch of good wrestling on the uh the streaming this weekend plus obviously you got collision and fast, fast lane, lane and everything i was about to say payback yeah Rail. uh wrestlemania fast lane tonight <laughs> and everything else um i'm looking forward to watching oh. tomorrow uh sammy callahan's wrestling revolver has a a double shot they've got a a women's show in the afternoon um that renee is doing commentary on uh and then they've got their main show at night which i believe moxley's listed as wrestling on which i guess we'll kind of we'll see if if that match happens then maybe that would show that he is good to go to wrestle tuesday um against fenix but uh I, I always feel like some of these returns from concussion are a little soon but i digress how did he how did he sound on commentary i didn't get to hear it so i know that he was talking about that in like interviews this past week about how it's a lot harder than you think and you know and he got fined apparently for saying that bad s word during the free did, is that a work or did he actually get fined he said he came back out in the show he said he was fined after when he brought I him back out I, I didn't hear all of it but the, i saw some of the clips and jr's reactions were pretty entertaining and and when moxley had like his headset mic down at his neck and he's like covering it and it's not actually like muting anything and he's <laughs> the things he's yelling out and stuff were, were pretty entertaining so um yeah i don't know but yeah that's that's some stuff i'm looking forward to it's also a huge weekend i know for for gcw tonight and tomorrow their shows are streaming um there's a there's a ton of stuff going on so definitely a wrestling fix weekend and and also like I, I don't know it's gonna be cool to see that wrestling tomorrow after the watching of the buffalo bills will be done by noon by 12 30 yeah. yeah so yeah 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 they got a 9 30 bills start tomorrow in england so uh yeah setting that alarm on a sunday morning you know, wake up early i mean get your bangers and mash and whatever else you, you, you know you, shout out to the bills for posting a picture this morning of the newest member of the Bills Mafia, Paddington. Uh, I saw I that. Fully appreciated that. So, yeah, is Paddington. Paddington is it Paddington Allen? Because I believe it was he was wearing seventeen, right? He was wearing a seventeen jersey. Yeah, yep. So, yeah. look at that. Yeah, this is going to be an exciting weekend of football. DC, your guys got the Cowboys. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be two of the powerhouses. There. Say, Bills fans are still bitter and don't like Dallas. Correct? Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but like, I mean. I don't know. Like, I don't, I dislike them so much as a kid, but they're not really, they're not on like my, my top list of teams that I don't like, which is really 
Eagles Patriots. Oh, they're on. They're on. They're if on. you had to choose a side for Sunday night football, I would assume it wouldn't be the Cowboys. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. There we go. Yeah, yes. And that's I, that's for you sure. know, I'm a Washington fan, but and so you know who I'm picking, you know. <laughs> go Niners. It'll be a good game. I think it, you know, it's two powerhouses of the uh, NFC, so we'll see what happens. I think the nah, Cowboys get exposed this weekend. Good. Good. They need to be. <laughs> Hopefully tomorrow is not the home of the Jags. So Oh my goodness. Yeah. It will well, I mean, after what they did to Miami last weekend, I think that, you know, I mean, I don't think the Jags. Love that. Are, yeah. <laughs> I love that. There are so many people eating their words in this area. The random Miami Dolphins fans in Western New York that were so confident going in that game and just got smoked. So hi, yeah. Vinny. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Vin. Yeah. Well, Vin, Vin, he admitted to it, you know, he goes, but he still yeah. thinks he's, he's still, but he also was saying, well, wait till week 18. I guess which when they have their, they play again down in Miami. I don't think that'll matter. We don't get to see the bills play in Andy's room. Uh, yeah. You know, I missed that completely last week. I wanted to watch that too, to see how they like did the overlays of the animation to the players on the field. And uh, I did see some clips from it, though. It was very interesting. But I think I would go nuts after. I liked when they had the slime on the field from when they just overlaid, like, the you know, the Nickelodeon gimmicks all over the field while they were the re- they had the real players playing. But this time they had, like, avatars playing. So, But they were going in succession with the players. Actually, it was actually – it was really interesting. I mean, they must have had some sort of, like uh, – uh, it probably would have been uh, some sort of like, you know, like the dots all over you when you do it, when you're like, you know, they're like replacing you in a video. They must, must have. Yeah. Yeah. They must have had something like that going on with the, with the players because it looked pretty, pretty side by side, except for they kept rerunning a lot of the same issues, too. So it's like it was interesting. They get though. bonus points for using Slinky Dog as the, the 10 yard first down marker. <laughs> Very cool. So we're going to get out of here. It is, you know, Danger Boy's getting married in like three weeks. You know, three weeks? Let's see. Today is the, no, three, four weeks. So in four weeks, Danger Boy's getting married. So the the week that he gets married, we're going to have to tape on a Wednesday night. I'm just warning you well in advance of that. Uh, you know, that, and, and in two weeks, I'm going to be announcing uh, playoff, uh, playoffs in Cleveland for roller derby. So we'll be doing like a probably a Thursday night then too. So just don't be surprised folks out there who follow along when these, these shows just kind of pop up when they do. But I want to thank everybody for being here and leave all the comments, George and Rennie, all you guys freaking, I, I do read them all. I at least try to, as long as they don't come in too fast and they, they go off my screen. But uh, I want to thank everybody who's checking us out. Don't forget. You can catch all our old shows on the pinklink.net or iTunes or one of many podcasting places that borrow that because I don't we don't charge so they just download it and put it on their podcasting uh, place and then they can distribute it as well so who knows how many people we're talking to but I want to thank everybody I want to thank you DC missed you so much brother I mean it really has been you know uh, a long time so let's make let's not make it, let's not make it as happy long. to be back yeah cool let's not make it as long the next time we'll say that okay and uh, rob of course thank you so much uh you know i like them do the sure mic there that's nice is that, is that something, something new or uh yeah i got that uh a few weeks back so it's uh i love it it's a it's a nice podcasting mic i like the shore brands as well as uh and plus you got it on an arm so you can move it around where depending on how you feel if you're like want to lay down you could just move it to lay back and put it in front of your face is that that new one that doesn't need the preamp 
Yeah, this one, uh, I mean, it's got the, the people are going to be like, what are you talking about? It's got the XLR hookup, but I'm just going through the USB here. <laughs> I was going to so say, I just see a USB plug any, in it. So, and if USB doesn't will need a power cloud it. lifter or anything like that when yeah. it's going in USB, which is nice. So Nice, nice. Very cool. Not not much like my roadcaster equipment that I record everything with. But hey, uh, we're gonna get out of here. I want to thank everybody who is in the chat room. Um, I I think without a doubt next week we'll be here at the same time at ten a.m. on Saturday. Same bat channel. We'll see you guys later on. Oh.